guys. Welcome to episode two of Scary Stories for the Soul. This is going to be a small snack size episode um, to hold us off before the big main course episode next week. So this is kind of the rhythm that I want to get into. So one week we'll do like a full episode and then the week afterward we'll do like a mini episode where I'll read scary stories submitted by you guys um, depending on what we're talking about for that week. So last week we talked about the Ouija board and the creation of the Ouija board. We heard a really creepy story about the Ouija board. So this week we are going to read people's real life encounters with Ouija boards, whether they're good or they're bad. So I wanted to start off the episode actually by recounting to you guys one of the experiences that I personally had with something like a Ouija board. So, you know, last week in that episode, I talked about the fact that I'm just, that's not something that I'm going to like fuck around with. It's just not. And for, you know, multiple reasons, main one. I don't like being demonically possessed. It just doesn't sound like a good time. So I can't, however, 100% say that I've never dabbled with something like that. Let's be 100% clear because my mother listens to this show. I have never actually played with a Ouija board. I am 100% a like horror lover. I love the movies and the books and, you know, all those crazy shenanigans. However, I'm never going to play with a Ouija board. It's just not going to happen Um, for two main reasons. Number one, as previously stated, I'm not dumb. I'm not going to mess around with it. There are too many what ifs and I just I'm not going to risk the possibility of something going like terribly, terribly wrong. All because I like wanted to screw around with something that like I didn't 100% believe in or didn't 100% understand. Ouija boards are crazy that way, you know, like, like I said, during last episode, you never know who you're actually talking to. So there's a really big possibility that you are dealing with something that you're just not prepared to deal with. And it can say whatever it wants to say, you know, it could tell you that it's like a family member, or maybe a close friend, or maybe just some sort of like, benevolent spirit that wants to reach out and interact and you know for for all intents and purposes it could be but you definitely never know so why take the risk so that's one of the main reasons why that's just not something that's going to happen for me I'm not going to take that risk um another one would be because of the fact that I'm just not very 100% sold on this idea that it's going to work The board specifically says that you can't play by yourself. So you have to play with a large group of people. And when you get large groups of people together holding, you know, this tiny little planchette piece, it doesn't matter how like minute the movement is. One of you guys could be moving the planchette. You might not even know that you're moving it, but you could be moving it. Or, you know, somebody could be doing it on purpose and they're not going to try to admit it. No one is going to be like, oh, yeah, sorry, that was me. I moved it. No one's going to admit to that. Okay. And if you're one of those people that's like, I would admit to it. 
mm, take a step back, <laughs> look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, are you actually going to admit to it? Or is this going to be something where like the party's over and like 20 minutes later, you're texting your friend and you're like, yeah, I moved it, but like, don't tell Stacy, you know? So that's, that's two reasons. I'm just not going to fuck around with it. It's not going to happen. However, <laughs> with that being said, let me tell you guys about this time. I was about 11 years old. Um, we moved around a lot. Like it, it just happened. It's one of those things that like was consistently happening to us. We just moved a lot. So it's hard to make friends when you're constantly the new kid. Um, so I was, I, I made friends and I latched on to those people because I didn't know how long I was going to stay in that school or in that city. So I was like, I need to make a friend. I need to make a friend fast. So I made friends with this girl who will rename anonymous because she follows me on Facebook. So let's, let's keep her name out of it. Um, she had two older sisters. It's like the middle of June. It's sweltering. It is so hot. Um, and we're trying to figure out what to do. Right. So I'm at her house. We're in the pool for a little bit. We get bored of the pool. We leave the pool. You know, what do we do, right? Me being the person that I am, I'm suggesting let's watch a scary movie. Let's maybe tell scary stories. Everybody's super on board. And then one of the older sisters says, hey, um, let's, let's play with the Ouija board. Immediately, red flags, right? I, I'm not comfortable with it. It's not something that I want to do. So I just, I'm telling them like, no, I, I don't think I want to do that. Like, I, you don't even own one. So like, it's it's pointless. Let's move on. Let's, let's change the subject. Let's do something else. And she goes, no, actually, um, I know how to make one. I know how to make a Ouija board. Everybody's on board. I'm outnumbered. I'm also 11. I'm a guest in the house. I'm not going to say no. So she busts out parchment paper and like sharpies and she starts to cut out you know letters from magazines and all this different stuff and she makes herself this like makeshift ouija board right i'm still incredibly hesitant i'm watching them make all of this stuff and i'm not participating in the making of this thing because in my mind whatever it is that they're making they're putting their energy into the creation of it and that's just not something that I want to be a part of. I don't want to put any of myself into the creation of this thing. So I'm just watching and I'm nodding and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be so much fun. This is going to be great. Um, and it eventually gets finished. Everybody gathers around it. It's me, my friend, her two sisters. And they're like, who wants to go first? Definitely not me. <laughs> Definitely not me. All I can hear is my mom's voice in my head telling me that some fucking chango is going to come out and ruin my life. So not me. I, I don't want to go. Right. Uh, I'm also not going to admit that I'm scared. So I'm just like, no, this is dumb. I don't want to go. You guys, you guys go. I'll watch. So they, they start to use this board, right? Nobody's following the rules because nobody knows that there are rules. So they're just, you know, sliding this like little plastic thing that we're using as a guider uh, to ask it questions. And they're like, Maria, do you want to hold it? And I'm like, no, it's fine. It's going to be okay. You guys do what you got to do. 
Um, so they're using it, they're sliding it around, and all of a sudden the lights go out in the room. They don't even ask it a question. They don't get the chance. The lights just go out. It's not dark, but it's definitely shadowy enough to make you realize how vulnerable you are in the darkness. So everybody immediately freaks out because like I said, they didn't even get to ask it a question. And instead of taking that as a warning sign, they just keep going and they go, did you, did you do that? We're not going to ask it, you know, like who it is or anything like that. They just ask, did you do that? And the piece glides over to yes. Everybody freaks out. Everyone's yelling and screaming on top of each other. I didn't move it. No, you moved it. No, I swear I didn't move it. I don't even have my hands on it. I'm just watching. And I don't know how to tell them that we need to stop. So then it says, yes, stays there. They ask another question. They go, are you a good ghost or are you a bad ghost? Right? Because we're kids, you know? So in our brains, it's either Casper or it's something that like is going to annihilate us. So are you a good ghost? Or are you a bad ghost? And it spells like G-O-O and then like it stops. And so everyone's like, oh, it was going to spell good ghost. It was going to spell good ghost. Okay, no, we're fine. We're totally okay. And then I don't know really to be honest, right? It's been so many years. I don't know if somebody knocked it out of their hands because maybe one of the girls was just too scared or she got too into it or I don't know, to be honest. Or if something actually made it fly, but the next thing we know, it's flying across the room and it lands on the floor. Yeah, that's not a good ghost. At that point, everybody knows that. It's not a good ghost doesn't matter what it was going to spell out. It's not a good ghost. What any time that something like that, any sort of spiritual presence shows that kind of aggressive force, it's not a good presence. It's just not. Your Aunt Susan is never going to throw a glass across the room aimed at your head to get your attention. That's not going to happen. You know, and that's, I think, one of the biggest misconceptions of people who have supernatural experiences is that you know, they're like, oh, my cupboards were in the kitchen were wide open. Okay, that's, you know, that's annoying, but it's not aggressive. But if you're asleep, right, and the books on your bookshelf start to fly out towards you, and you know that had you not moved, one of them would have just beamed you in the face, that's aggressive. That is aggressive behavior. If a person were doing that in front of you, like if a grown man was doing that in front of you, you would think that that was an aggressive human. So why would you think that an invisible force doing that, oh, it's just trying to get my attention? No, that's an aggressive thing. It's an aggressive thing that's being aggressive towards you. So the quote unquote board gets slapped out of their hands, flies across the room, at that point, like, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go home. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm also 11. Like I said, it's not like I can walk home. <laughs> I need a ride home. I need to call my mom. I need to call my dad. This, this girl's mom needs to drive me home. Something needs to happen. I cannot be in this house anymore. 
So I go, okay, yeah, I'm done. I'm going to go home. No, you can't go home. It's, it's fine. You know, her, my sister, she's, she knocked it off out of my hands. She's not going to admit it, but she did it. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to go home. So we we're we're trying to like calm each other down. They're trying to get me to stay. I I'm done. I'm not trying to stay. And they pick up the board and it's looked like it was spelling G O O. And that's not what it was spelling. There were marks on this board, almost as if the ink that they had been using for the Sharpies, you know, to decorate and put all the dumb symbols on it had leaked and it was streaking. So this thing, it streaked on the board G, right? That's where the ink blot was. O, smeared to the O, and then up smeared to the D. So it was spelling God. I'm I'm not going to stick around for that. But at the same time, I know that I'm in this room when this happened. I can't just wash my hands clean of this. So everyone's freaking out because anything that's telling you that, that it's God is not a good thing. So my suggestion is we burn it. We have to get rid of it. We've got to burn it. So we run outside, throw it in the trash can light the trash can on fire, right? Everything's burning up. There's black smoke everywhere because there's obviously trash. There's not a lot of trash, but there's still trash in there. So we're trying to burn it. This thing won't burn. It won't burn. We don't know why it won't burn, but it won't. It's paper. It's parchment paper. Why won't this thing burn? So, okay, screw it. It's not burning. Put out the flames, douse it with water. It's wet paper now. We'll just tear it up. We'll rip it up. So it's, we're trying to tear it. For some reason, the paper's too thick. It won't tear. Okay, it's, it's soaking wet, so we can't burn it again. It's not tearing. We don't know why. What do we do? We're going to bury it. We dug a hole. I don't know how deep. Probably not that deep. We dug a hole, shoved it in there, buried it. Just never talk about it again. I'm going home. Next day at school, we're both pretending like nothing happened. Everything's fine. And then I get a phone call after school saying that her mom was outside doing yard work and she dug up this board. And she was apparently so mad and so pissed off that she was like, I'm going to call her mom and all this different stuff. Thankfully, this girl was like, no, she didn't have anything to do with it. So <laughs> my mom never found out. She might find out today. But the mom just, I mean, freaked out and rightly so. She had the house blessed. She had the girls go to church for like three weeks straight. And I mean, I eventually ended up moving from that area. I don't really talk to them anymore. You know, it's one of those things where you find yourself on Facebook after so many years, but you're not actually going to talk. But every time I see her pop up on my feed, I think to myself, I wonder if anything happened after I left. I wonder if she experienced anything or felt anything and whether or not she would have talked to me about it if she had. Personally, I did everything in my physical power to try to erase it out of my mind, but I can't lie and say that the experience didn't follow me home. I mean, I couldn't sleep for weeks. I was so paranoid. 
And that's with playing with a makeshift paper, like newspaper cut out and glued together Ouija board type thing. Like I can't imagine what would have happened if we had played with the real thing. So that's my story. Um, and you know what? You guys are, are free to email me. It's scary stories for the soul 2020 at gmail.com and call me a liar. Or you're free to email me and just say, hey, something like that happened to me as well. But all I'm telling you is what I experienced. Uh, so let's get into some other scary stories here. I'm going to tell you guys a couple. Um, a lot of these, not surprisingly, actually, um, the names came in anonymously or there are people in the email saying that they didn't want their names to be mentioned. And that's totally fine, guys. If at any time we're doing one of these things and you don't want it to be mentioned, either just don't add it in there at all um, or just let me know that you don't want it said during the episode and I will very gladly do that. Uh, this person's real name's not actually on here, but it does have a username on here. So it's by you slash Kylefree151. All right. It says, one night, me and my coworkers decided to play with a Ouija board outside of work. Immediately, <laughs> bad idea. You're at work. Let's not do that. Okay. Uh, we talked to a girl named Quinn who said she was a demon. She seemed pretty cool till towards the end of talking to her. We decided we needed to head home because it was like 2 a.m., but she wouldn't let us say goodbye until we promised that if we were ever use the Ouija board again, we would talk to her. Okay, I'm going to interject one more time. Sorry. A pretty cool demon is not a thing. No such thing, guys. Sorry. Um, and also, if there's a spirit that you're trying to talk to that's not letting you say goodbye, that's also a huge red flag. Um, okay. About a week later, the place where we worked caught on fire. Yep, there it is. So a few days after that, we go to the lake and we use the Ouija board again and ask for Quinn. We asked if she started the fire and she told us that she did. Then it seemed like Quinn got scared or overpowered because the board started acting up and started counting backwards. <laughs> That's never a good sign. We quickly said goodbye and moved the planchette to goodbye. About two weeks later, I was driving to my friend's house. I should mention that the friend was a girl I was seeing at the time and she was cheating and using me. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess Quinn knew because she seemed mad, protective, and jealous when me and my friends mentioned this girl's name the first time we used the Ouija board. So on the way to her house, I hydroplaned and flipped my truck. Oh, my God. I have to add the Ouija board is in the truck. Oh, shit. Some people driving down the road stopped to help get the door open, and I climbed up and out. When the cops arrived, they made sure I was okay and said they had to write me a ticket just because of the accident. I don't have the ticket anymore because this happened about four years ago, but the address of the site accident was Route 666, Virginia. Whoa. Okay, it doesn't have a sign-off, but that's that. Whoa. Okay. Uh, I'm going to assume your name is Kyle, but I don't know. So just, that's a lot, man. Your car flips. First, I'm really hoping that this story is true. All right. Even if it's not like it's a cool story, but I'm really hoping that this actually happened. The idea that you're like talking to something, this is what I'm talking about. It's aggressive behavior, man. Like 
the fact that it wouldn't let you say goodbye and the fact that it gets like weird and protective and like jealous. And I get it. Like your girlfriend's cheating on you, but your car hydroplanes, like what does, how does like causing the car to hydroplane protect you? You know, no, that's not, that's a, that's a big no, no for me there. So like I said, I hope that was true because that was a cool story. All right, let's do a next one. This one's also anonymous. Um, and I'm not going to add in the username either. So we'll just dive right into the story. Uh, I have a terrifying story about a Ouija board. I got a call from my cousin who said that he, his brother, his dad, and his best friend were using a Ouija board in their basement. Prior to starting, they took a large porcelain doll out of the room because it was creepy and placed it in an adjacent room face down on a pile of towels. <sighs> okay. <laughs> my cousin took a short break because the board was just spouting nonsense and he didn't want to stick around. His dad and brother and friends started asking the board questions without him. One of the questions was who is in the other room? It just started spouting random numbers. And when my cousin came back into the room, his brother said that it wasn't working, that they were going to put it away. And he showed him the answer to the last question he asked. And he said, dude, that's my social security number. What? <laughs> then they started to talk to whatever started spewing answers out. It told my cousin he would die in the Air Force. At this point, they tell the entity they are communicating with to prove itself. It then spelled out the word doll, and they were like, what the fuck? They opened the door to check on the porcelain doll they had laid in the other room, and when they opened the door, the doll was standing up right in front of the door, staring right at them. Everyone freaked and ran out of the house. His best friend burned the Ouija board. Yep. And I think he temporarily went nuts for a few months. My cousin, for some reason, then joined the Air Force and is on base in Europe now. Wow. Uh, that one also has no send, sign off. Um, okay, so, whoa, there's a lot to unpack there. First of all, I mean, who, who legitimately enjoys porcelain dolls? That's going to be my first question because I feel like everybody that I speak to has either like a horrible phobia of porcelain dolls or it's just not something that they're like comfortable having around. So it's like, it's not that they're scared. It's that the thing is creepy. And so they don't want to be around it. Um, so ew, the idea that it spells out doll and then you check on the doll and it's sitting up. Like I get it. You're burning the Ouija board. Get rid of that fucking doll. Get rid of the doll. Smash the doll. Burn the pieces. Bury it in a hole that's 10 feet into the ground. Move away from the house. Salt the earth. Get rid of the doll. Um, also, I have read a lot of folklore surrounding like proper disposal of Ouija boards. I heard, and I mean, don't quote me because, you know, I could be wrong. I heard that burning the Ouija board actually doesn't do anything. Um, it's kind of like getting rid of the vessel that a spirit or something is inhabiting. It doesn't actually help. You just got rid of the vessel. So whatever, whatever it is that you're talking to, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't die away. It just doesn't have a home now and it's free floating around. So, um, I mean, I hope that nothing happened after they burned the Ouija board. Um, and the idea that like, 
I obviously you don't want this like premonition to govern your life, but the idea that the Ouija board said that you would die in the Air Force and then you join the Air Force, like love yourself. Don't do that. Let's not. Um, that was a great one. Let's do another. Let's see. Um, this one also does not have a name on it. And it's because this person, and I'm, I'm saying it because they said it's okay to mention it. This person um, is in some sort of like a uh, first responder type position. And so they would just prefer to not be, not have that mentioned. Um, that's totally fine. But 100%, whatever your position is, I, you know, we are so grateful to our first responders right now, just because of the crazy, like messed up world that we're living in. You know, I don't even know how the world would be working right now had it not been for our first responders. So thank you so much for whatever service it is that you are providing for us. Trust me when I say that we would probably not be in a good position without you guys. Um, this, uh, this story is also a short one, so that's, that's fine. Okay. Uh, perfect story. 100% true. About 15 years ago, my sister had some friends over one night. They were in the basement watching some scary movie. They had it on a Ouija board. Uh, they started cussing at it and calling it shit and fucking fake. Uh, pause. What? Why did we do that? Why? All right. Um, it stopped responding, so they began watching the movie again. All of a sudden, all the lights and electricity goes out. They start screaming, then the TV comes on, all static, and is blaring noise. They were yelling and crying. Then the TV shuts off, comes back on to just a black screen. The words, this is not a game anymore, roll across the screen in all white. Mm. After the TV shuts off and they are in complete darkness, they run out of the house. Afterwards, they go back to the house and our dog hid when they found it. It would... All it did was bark and it looked very angry at them. Completely ex insane. XOXO. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Why would we tease a literal portal to another world? Why would we do that? And the idea that this is not a game anymore scrolls across the screen. Like that, that's warning. That's that warning right there. Sorry. I hate to say that you deserved it. Uh, well, not you, but you know, your sister and some, and her friends, I hate to say that they deserved it, but I'm just saying that had they followed, I think it's like rule number three of Ouija board rules. And that's just to be respectful. This would not have happened. <laughs> so here's my advice. If you're going to be that person that busts out the Ouija board at the party, at least be respectful when you're using it. Uh, that way you don't die. Okay. How's that sound? Uh, all right, guys, these were great. These, this was really, really fun. I, I'm really hoping that this is something that we can keep doing. Um, I love you guys' stories. Please keep sending them in. The email is scarystoriesforthesoul2020 at gmail.com. Um, next week episode, also airing on Friday, completely new topic. We'll figure it out from there. Um, you guys are the best. Stay safe out there. And I mean that 100%. Stay safe out there. This has been the longest week of personally my own life. I don't know how you guys are dealing with it, but stay safe, stay strong, stay positive, and I'll see you guys next week.